What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! This is the Radical Retro Rewind Thundercats Reviews. We are back. It is your host, Ryan, along with Brother David. Lizard, Lizard David. So David, today we are doing Spaceship Beneath the Sands, which includes a lot of our lizard man slides. I actually really like this episode. I saw it and I did not forget about part of the premise, but I forgot about the in, in total, so to speak. I really enjoyed it. I actually put it up there as one of the be- one of the better episodes that we've reviewed so far, as far as like the action and there's a lot revealed in this episode. Like, people's true feelings and how things run. So this is episode 114, which aired on September 26th, 1985. We are almost out of September to October of 85 soon. You are a Radical Retro Rewinds listener's laughter. (laughs) What? You're only doing two episodes? (laughs) David did say that this is a great episode because I feel like it is action-packed from the beginning. I mean, we start with the mutants trying to ambush a traveling Tabot. Talbot? And Talbot? And steal his money. This is a Talbot. These are the pig-like people that almost dress like three musketeers. Greedy. They're like money. They collect taxes. Isn't that funny? The world has ended three <laughs> times over. We're on third earth and people are still collecting taxes. And pig people dress in exquisite clothing on horses and collect the taxes just like back in the day. They're trying to just really ambush this Talbot, not for his money, but so he could scream for them to alert the Thundercats. (laughs) They stole his wallet, David. They stole his wallet. And his saddlebags, which had money in it too, apparently. 
A Sly says that this race only cares about money, and today is the day he collects. So they know the day that he goes out for his collection, and they know all about him. <laughs> this race only cares about shopping at Bed Bath and Beyond and collecting money. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> His screams are heard, and Tigra and Chitara rush to the scene to help. This is when they get caught in the net, David. This is the, the sticky net, the sticky fly trap net that Chitara and Tigra are ensnared in. Courtesy of Monkeyan, who was lying in wait with it on a branch above them. Oh, so Chitara... Here's the cry, David, and I love when she says this to Tigra. He's like, we better go or something like that. And she's like, I'm already halfway there. Because she is already set I'm to run. I'm already there. Just look <laughs> around. I'm the sun. Look at Chitara's dust. <laughs> so they're trying to get out of this net. They come up with trying to crawl under and out of it. They can't because it is so sticky. But just so then, like Slide says, they seem to know when one of them are in danger. Lionel and Panthro come on the scene driving the Thunder Tank and you- The Sword of Omens. Dun dun dun! Lionel's leisurely laying in bed. Oh, did you love that? He was really relaxed when he was laying in that bed. Was there a point in this where when he does the, the sight beyond sight that it's that Japanese cartooning with the eyes and stuff. It looks very different. Like there's, you know how we talked about how like- Yes, yes. There's certain- Like, do you mean drawing particular, yeah, like when it, he does like, Sight Beyond like, Sight? There's a part with Mumra the, in the other episode with Tashi where he's really grotesque. Yes, it's very, it's hyper-realistic. I agree. Very uh, Japanese-esque. The Japanese art is heavily inspired on there. Definitely. So yes, there's hyper, I feel like there's some parts of like very hyper-realistic or hyper- More detailed than others. parts. Lino and Panthro go to rescue Chitara and Tigra. They're going to use the thunder tank to pull the net away. And Lino was kind of apprehensive at first. He's like, I'll just get a sword and I'll just cut it off, cut him. But Panthro was like, no, look how great this thunder tank. It gently picks them up like a mother kitten. It's also the fact is, is that- it could be an ambush. Which, which it is. Well, which what? it is, that's right. But due to this, the mutants are left with no choice but to, to run in a hasty retreat. So David, right after this, we see the mutants talking around their table. It's dinner time, I'm assuming. They're really talking about what's gone on with their life and why things are so hard. And it all turns out to be Mumra's fault. <laughs> Well, according to Slime. They do. He says it. It's Mumra. If he didn't sink our ship, so what does that, I mean, I'm- The mighty Mumra. Like, Slide don't even, do you think Slide doesn't say his name right on purpose? Or is that just his accent, Slide? Because he always calls him Mumra, not Mumra. I think it's just the way he talks. Now I'm picking on Slive. He's a lizard. While licking their wounds back at Castle Plunder, the mutants come to the conclusion that the Thundercats' constant victories over them can be attributed to the fact that the cats were able to successively build advanced weapons and equipment from the materials that they salvaged from their flagship, while the mutants' weapons and technology remain hidden under the desert of sinking sand. They still talk about it. They're like, our weapons are just as advanced as the Thundercats. And then someone says, no, ours are even more advanced. I think it was Jackalman, yeah, says it was even more advanced. Mmm. It is Boomer's fault. He must be made to reason. We're going to <laughs> Black Pyramid. And they're like, will he give us back our stuff? Oh, he will. Yeah, Slide is very confident. Like, he will. You think 
Determination, the mutants assemble in the Black Pyramid. I love this, David, because Mumra don't even let them in. He gets woken up. He's like, I didn't call for you. This is such a line that I would say when I, he didn't say it, but he said it. I usually say to people, don't come for me unless I call for you. He says, I, I didn't ask you to come here, basically. I'm going to put you in the holographic cauldron screen. Right, didn't even bother. That's right. Don't come in. So there's a lot of things. So I really want to go through this portion of it because it, to me, it, it was important. So there's a few different things that are set up within this. You set up the fact that they basically, Sly basically says directly to Mumra, it's your fault that we don't have our, because he goes, Mumra basically criticizes them saying, you've tried many times and failed. <laughs> then Sly says, well, it's because it's your fault that you sunk our ship with all of our technology. Mamra gets a little pissy, and then there's- He is the head of the Homeowners Association. Yes. Why are they coming for him? Bitch, how dare you talk to me like that? I told you. In my Black I Pyramid? I sunk that ship because you were not supposed to have it on my property. In front of my house. Then, there is stuff implied this whole this whole conversation. That Mamra needs to be in his pyramid because he's tired and weak and he has to recharge. And Sly, I think, says, but is he? There's, I don't know exactly in the context of the conversation, there's that. There's the fact that Sly tries to do this weird reverse psychology on Mamra, basically saying that they're they're here to serve him and help him because he's like, I'm your master. You do what I tell you to do. Yeah, but even Mamra's kind of like, oh, really? That's that's why you want to do it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, but at the same time, it somehow appeals to his ego, his bizarre talking to himself you know, ego and, and kind of his mental condition because there's a point where Sly basically tells Mamra, so you don't have to leave your pyramid. We'll oh my muscle. And Mamra goes David, I love basically this. goes to the effect of what? Don't talk about when I how many times I have to go to leave my pyramid. I make that decision, basically. I loved it. He says, When and how many times I leave my tomb is my concern. He was a oh no, do not come for me with that how many times I leave my tomb. Do not be necessary for the great Umra to leave his tomb so often. When and how often I leave my tomb is my concern. Of course, great one. I, I was just never mind. Do you have a point? If I choose to plant fresh flowers in my flower bed, that is my choice. I can't. So Slive is really getting pissed off at this point, right? I mean, I guess all of these defeats by the Thundercats really have him saying, what the hell? Let me just come from Mumra. What is the worst he going to do? I'm going to appeal to his ego. He basically says he's there. They're there to serve him. And so he could get the sword of Thundera and basically rule. This would greatly help them in their fight against Thundercats. The reason why they're failing so badly is because of the fact that they do not have the same 
pound for pound or technology to technology weapons. So Mamra does agree, kind of like I didn't think he was going to. Even Monkey was like, "You think he's going to do it?" As they're sitting outside, yes. and, and Slyth's like, "Nope, he's going to do it." He's gonna- he was Slyth was really sure. He's that cocky leader that's like, "Yeah, I said enough. I know I appealed to his ego or something enough, or even in an underhanded way because he does yes n- n- let the you fact that the yes, I know he's like, I know you need boss. to rest. Yeah, you are the boss, of course." We're not even questioning that. Reptilian! So, yeah. after much reasoning and groveling, they succeed in convincing Mumra to raise this ship from which they manage to retrieve the Nosediver, and the sky- as well as two Skycutters <laughs> and other equipment to take to their castle. Now, with their technology restored, the mutants launch an all-out assault on the Thundercats, bombarding Cat's Lair with fire from the vehicles. The cats retaliate with their own attack. Panthro and Lionel take the Thunder Tank to Pursuit Slive, who is piloting the Nosediver, while the rest of the team focus on attacking the Sky Cutters with Jackalman and Monkeyan on the wheels. So Panthro and Lionel end up going underwater in the tank, and the tank gets flipped upside down. So this is the first time that you see... Well, not the first time. I guess the time when they were going through the, the Desert of Spikes or whatever it's called. When the dungeon, It's always like the Deadly Desert. Desert. Literally. The, the Fountain of Hate. You know, whatever. You know, but... Uh, just wait until next episode. Flipped upside down and wedged in a chasm, underwater chasm, where there is talk. Lionel's like, if we don't get this up it, and it falls further down, we're going to lose it. Because right. the Thunder Tank is just as good on land as it is on the bottom of the ocean or something. Yeah. But then it literally dives in and then it starts tumbling and, and it goes like, upside unless down. It flips over. <laughs> and then he's like, well, like even Panther is kind of like, well, yeah, it would be if it if it didn't. This just didn't happen. So he, so. he happens to have aqua gear or, or these little thankfully they remind me of always they always in these cartoons and stuff remind me of like a, a, a small sleep apnea device that goes over the oh my God. instead of the are you shocked that panthro would be able to make one if he had I'm to there was no there was no thundercat insignia on those scuba gear mini scuba gear breathing apparatus turn them around david i have a feeling that panthro stamped them with the copyright it's like on the on inside there. it's on the inside it's made in cat's lair so yes Lido and Panthro manage to exit the upward-turned tank. As they try to feed the vehicle, Slythe welcomes them with a hail of gunfire. This time, it is the cat's turn to trick their opponent and lead Slythe into the cave of a giant eel. Wait, where's that hole? So they left out this... There's a whole part in between this where they notice that the tank is blocking a baby seahorse-looking creature... I mean, there's a name for these things that they say are, oh, sea quines. <laughs> these are usually gentle creatures, but they're like almost, they're trying to protect their baby because they're, they keep swarming over Panthro and Lionel over the Thunder Tank. They don't realize that their baby is stuck beneath the Thunder Tank in a cave. And that's when, again, the true nature of the Thundercats come in. Because Lionel's like, we gotta get the tank, we gotta get the tank. And Panther's like, a tank is not as important as, as a life. Because yes, baby, what is it? Sequine. 
equine quines? Like it's like equestrian, like a horse, I guess. So there's there's a play on the the use of the word part of the word. Yes, they do look like seahorses. But huge, huge seahorses, huge. So you know that's something to say about the code of Thundera. Panther would lose the Thunder Tank, which is one of their main sources of protection. Oh my God! Yes. Everything to save the life of a seahorse. So the tank can be replaced. A life can't, and that's true because David, some person would look at a sea creature and say, "Well, they don't matter." Which it doesn't matter. One other part. I just want to go off on a crazy tangent. Does the Little Mermaid start eating her own fish people once she becomes a woman? <gasps> just leave it out there. Just I'm leaving it out there. Let's move on, shall we? She she eats seaweed. That's what they have to keep getting. Prince Eric has to have people scounging the sea for seaweed. Then the mother and father come of this sea choir. They get an idea. You know what? We're going to try to have them push the tank off and free the baby, and then the tank will come loose too. Well, they try. Panthro and Lionel actually ride these things too. And I don't know if they asked to be written. They said, I will pull you a thing. But they get on top like horses driving, doesn't budge. But Slide and the nose diver is able to pull them out because Lionel thinks and attaches the tank to the nose diver. So unintentionally, Slide actually frees the tank and the baby. This is where you need Shira's telepathy power. Hear me, creature. Hear me. man. <laughs> so as soon as Lionel and Panthro emerge from the ocean, they are attacked by Jackalman and Monkeyan in the Sky Cutters. Lionel then summons his friends before diving back in the ocean with Panthro. So the Thundercats arrive shortly and make quick work of the two meddlesome mutants. There's even at one point that Snarf is like, why did they call us out here? To see them diving? Detesting the Thunder Tank? The Thunder Tank? got up worried too. She's like, this is where the signal came from. Where are they? Because she knows. She knows that they don't just do this for any reason. No. Well, you also have the you have the scene where Monkey and, and Jacqueline are going fighting with Chitara and Tigra, and they end up taking the is it the nose no the sky oh the, the sky cutters which is the stupidest thing because Jacqueline says they're down there I don't know what his Jacqueline <laughs> whatever he does that weird little voice he does they're down there we can't see it they're hiding in the forest basically well they are cats well I'm going to tell you one thing they didn't waste any time once they had their weapons that was the first I would have at least said oh well maybe we should go take it to the car wash gas it up tune it up. Oh, no, it actually worked. But you know what? You're right, David. To your point, their ship didn't work. We forgot to mention that. But at least the vehicles and the technology was able to be salvaged from the ship. Well, the ship didn't work because it was covered in sand, but everything inside was blocked from being crushed by the sand, I guess. And The spaceship beneath the sands. To catchy title. Catchy handle. This ends with, I love this, David. Mumra is pissed. He goes, we always say this, Karen. He demands, he just tells them, You are to bring back the technology you took back to your castle plunder and return it to me. Because he is going to resync their shit. <laughs> and Slide says, No, we are not. David, where did this ballsiness come from? Because he, he was able to best Mummer earlier to agree. Well, then he says, but he's, he says the same thing again. We're doing it to help We're you. I mean, serve you. That's what he says. And Mumra, which then to me implies a weakness on Mumra's part. So either Mumra is more, you know, more clever than anybody or smarter than anybody else because he has some kind of agenda or he realizes that people know he has weaknesses and they'll exploit them. Because you have to remember, Mamra goes into his tomb 
for long periods of time. And you don't realize it in the cartoon because he's in every other episode or every two episodes or whatever. But there are episodes for a long period of time that Mamra is sleeping, which implies that he must get very, very weak and need to rest for a very long period of time before being re-emerging. You're right. So, You're and I thought about it as a child watching it, but it, now it does seem to be, and he knows that everybody knows this now. You're right. So it's almost like he agreed just so they could drop the subject, because I think at 100% this point that he realizes that Slythe knows the weakness, and this is a way to almost get them to go although he leaves them david they're in the they're in the black pyramid at this point but he's just like well we will see and he puts himself to bed he didn't he just says let yourself out he, he left them so they had to this time get out of the pyramid themselves but <laughs> i think that's exactly what it is david he realizes yet yes his weakness he has to sleep for days hours months weeks. i will not be seeing you at the book club at the <laughs> <box>. <laughs> I think, though, you're right. I think it's depending on how long that he takes on the ever-living form. The longer he does, I think that's how long he has to read. Because I'm going to tell you something. He also needed to transform into Mumra, the ever-living, to raise the ship. Raise the ship, yes. New transformation. The whole, he, I don't know, did he put his arm out? And he was holding his arm out? And he said, and he, then he turned into Mumra. Yes, it was like almost like a quicker, a quicker way to do it. Like to speed it up kind of thing. But Yes, he had to turn into Mumra the Ever-Living, use more power. Yeah. Totally agree that that's the analogy. But now the mutants have their technology back. And Sly did what he said. He told those mutants that he was going to get it done, and he got it done. I got to give it to Sly. And he did what he told them. Would, he would you do. have defied Mumra? No. I don't. Would you have been afraid? Because there are times, okay, there's episodes, I'm not going to give it away because I don't even know what episode's in. There's episodes where Mumra is legit spying on the mutants. Do you remember an episode when they're talking some smack or something and Mumra is like glowing orb or something comes out from yes. the like, I've been listening to y'all. That's right. Yes. Because he's... He's uh, a peeping Tom. Oh, Jitara, kitten. I had her here in the tomb. <laughs> I laid you on the black slab. But he really wanted boy come. I really wouldn't have defied Mumra only because we see how scary and disgusting he is. But are the mutants, in, in, in context, are the mutants, maybe they're stupid to us because they always get defeated by the Thundercats, but if you saw Sly in the street, would he not be as grotesque and scary as a Mumra, so to speak, would be? Even Monkey, and yeah, they're they're all... I agree. I think also to the point that they see that they need him. I mean, he needs them. They're his lackeys. But on their own, they can cause trouble. Big trouble. But they know, too. They, there's no doubt in my mind, though, that Slide would betray Mumra the first moment he got. He's just doing this because of their situation at the moment. I'm actually surprised, because later on in, in the series, I know that there are some really dramatic changes in technologies and stuff like that. I'm surprised they don't go for Mumra at some point. Just to be, to vengeance. Vengeance is mine. You know, when he, they originally, when he originally sinks the ship, he, they basically tell Mumra, we'll just call a fleet of mutants and we'll level. Yes, yes, but no, you won't. Nah, -uh. take a look at your ship. They know that at this point, really, they're the only evil besides the terrain and the crab, all these crazy the blobs people that of death and the, the river of hatred and the, the, the daggers of death mountain and 
but they're kind of like centrally located. Kinda Those like things are, you know, parts of Australia sometimes, you know, when they have those huge jellyfish. I love Australia. Australia is beautiful. I actually, I guess it's different, obviously, but it reminds me of my, where I am, you know, the, the deserty parts anyway. The deadly desert. But I think it's, those those creatures out there aren't helping the mutants. I think that they realize that Mumra is the only other being on this third earth that they could use in a way an against the Thundercats. Yeah. I mean, so they're allies, but at the same time, the mutants, I believe, would definitely The enemy turn on. of my enemies is my friend. Yeah, that, that's true. But at the same time, if they got the Sword of Omens, do you think they're going to deliver it to Mumra if they had the chance? I think, because originally we know why they were after the Thundercats for the Sword of Omens on the flagship. So anyway, a little trivia, David, for this week. Two of the mutants' most iconic vehicles, the Sky Cutter and the Nosediver, appear in this episode for the first time. This episode also marks the debut of the Tabits, a race of pigs people. <laughs> this episode also marks the second time that Chitara is ensnared in a net. She was caught in a net set as, as a trap for her by Slythe in the previous episode, The Doom Gaze. She would go on to suffer the same fate in future episodes. Another three episodes, she gets ensnared. Well, like if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. If you keep getting her in a net, then get her in a net. That's all they needed the whole time is sticky nets but for the Thundercats. But that's her Achilles heel because she's running so fast, she can't necessarily always see everything, I guess. That's true. She can't be a, a perfect as we believe that she is. We love her, but... This episode also marks us talking about lizard people. Right. <laughs> The first and possibly well, the last if they come after us, <laughs> we will be replaced by lizard I'll people. Watching your forward. eyes from afar. While the sword and claw shields are usually stored securely inside the sword chamber, this episode marks one of the few instances in which they are kept in Lionel's bedroom next to his bed. I kind of took that almost like he was hanging out in his bedroom and it's like his phone, and he just left it on the nightstand when he's going to take a nap. Normally, it's locked up, but it. it you, the sword found its its way towards Lionel's porno mags and lotion. Right in his, his nightstand. Nightstand. So again, I want to thank the Thundercats Wikipedia for the summary and the trivia in every episode. It, it would definitely be a little harder without there. You're supposed to do this yourself. Do well, you know what? Do they get kickbacks? We... Do they get Bed Bath Me on coupons? And they get nothing. They get nothing. But this information? They get nothing but a call out because even their synopsises are not full, and we have to fill in the gap. So. There you okay. go. No. Sounds fair. I agree with your opening statements. A fantastic episode. A fantastic action-packed episode from the very beginning. Continued the story plot along with now the mutants really understanding that he needs to rest. As a matter of fact, Sly, David, we forgot to mention. They were like, oh, he's so powerful. And he's like, is he? Is he, though? Does he not have to go back to replenish that strength? So I think the mutants are actually smarter than we people think. <laughs> Does he not have to drink Gatorade <laughs> after running a marathon? Does he not lose electrolytes like the rest of us? Yes. <laughs> it, it's nothing but a little bit of crunch and munch and Slim Jim can't fix. Watching TGI Fridays, Family Matters with her. Oh. Can't fix. Remember, I used to do that every Friday. That was must see TV, Friday, right? It was every Friday, yeah. right? TGIF. Yeah. Crunch and Munch. This is why I I, I was a, a large child. Crunch <laughs> and Munch, Slim Jims, 
Gatorade, green Gatorade, watching Food mm. Family Matters in Urkel. Anyway, that's today's, or is that how we do it? Is that, 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 that's the That was today's. <laughs> you can follow Ryan at the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. Very good. And what about David? David, where can people find you at? <laughs> you can find me looking outside of Bed Bath & Beyond on Tuesdays after I drop my kids off from school saying, I want you. I want you so bad. I need you. I need you. It's driving me mad. <laughs> A little freestyle for you. And also at Universal Appeal 2020, where you could find that and many other freestyle covers. <laughs> so next time, cats and kittens, we will be back possibly right after this episode, depending on when this falls on. There might be a double episode right around the bend. I have to go into my black pyramid and my tomb to replenish. <laughs> Bring your Gatorade and bring the snacks because it might be a long time before we see Mumra coming out again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the truth is, if you're having a relationship with a lizard person, there are people that would continue the relationship with a lizard person. Well, if my husband told me after 11 years of being together with four adopted children at a house and he worked hard to get this and he's like, I'm a lizard person, what am I going to say? Well, at that point, you're like, well, we have this house and these kids. You ain't leaving. I mean, I might tell him to the lifestyle I've grown accustomed to. <laughs> are these lizard people like Slide from the Thundercats or are they more refined Slide. lizard people? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.